Hey listener, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Pixels and Panels, a show where we take you behind the scenes of the comic industry through conversations with your favorite creators and industry leaders. Today's guest is Robin Dassin. His slice of life comic, Twin Dragons, follows the daily lives of the twin dragon hybrids Kai and Kaya as they navigate and find their place in the human world. We talk about the creation process that allows him to continue to keep the comic interesting after so many years, how he creates entertaining spin-offs, and what his techniques are to build and service a tight-knit community. Hope you enjoy the listen. Hello, Robin. How are you doing today? Hey, hello, Akil. I'm doing uh, pretty well today. How are you? I am doing well. And where are you joining us from? Uh, I'm joining you from Belgium. Wonderful. And uh, I appreciate you taking a bit of time, staying up late at night to talk to us today, but let's dive right in. Why don't you start by just telling everyone a little bit about who you are? Oh, well, uh, my full name is Robin Dawson. I live in Belgium. I made the comic Twin Dragons and all the content related to that. Uh, like I make gamer dragons and I make chassis adventure as well as a lot of other things that are uh, that I sketch out and put on my Patreon. Uh, I've been drawing for over 15 years now. I started when I uh, was in high school. Uh, I never really uh, did anything with art before I started my comic. Uh, except for like having a real big interest in comics and art in itself. So I started drawing on my own. So I'm a bit uh, self-taught. But eventually I went on to uh, follow a bachelor degree for art teaching. And I learned a lot there. And then I kind of went straight into the webcomic scene. And what inspired you to draw comics? It's interesting to hear you say... You appreciated art as a whole. Did you read a lot of comics uh, as a kid? Uh, what actually got me started with the whole I want to draw comics is when I when I was 14 years old, uh, I discovered anime. And well, I've seen anime before then, but like I was not really aware that it was anime. Like Dragon Ball Z played here on TV and Pokemon. But at that point, I did not think like, oh, this is something Japanese. But after that, I got into contact with uh, both. And these are like very contrasting anime, but I saw Helsing and Love Hina. And those two kind of influenced me to look deeper into this whole uh, manga and anime thing. And it really inspired me to want to make my own comic at some point. So I started drawing at that point. What sort of comics did you start with? Were they very anime inspired or did they have, I know you grew up in Belgium and learned recently there's a rich history of comic artists that are sort of French influence and Belgian influence that were popular where you're from. What sort of things inspired, did you draw inspiration from as you created comics? Uh, when I started off, it was mostly from the anime and manga angle. Uh, a lot of cat girls, as you might know from there, <laughs> that, that was something that I found interesting because it was not really done over here. I've read a lot of uh, European comics over here as well. Uh, very 
very uh, Belgian and French uh, comic books here. Uh, but the things that really inspired me at that point were the uh, aesthetic of manga that I did not see in any of the comics that I read as a child. So it was kind of new and exciting. And also they do their composition is like completely different. They go more towards the movie style of cinematography uh, composition. And that is what really drew me in, uh, as well as the style that they drew in. So that is where I got a lot of inspiration from at the start, uh, which I must say, I do not really advise people to start just learning that style without knowing some basics, uh, because that kind of slowed me down a little until I actually got into learning the basics. So. And when you say basics, is it about understanding sort of human form and how to draw basic things and then putting a style on top of that? Is that what you mean? Uh, yes, but not so much like uh, a lot of people will say like, oh yeah, anatomy, very important. As a basic kind of thing, yes, but you don't need to know all like the muscles or that. Uh, the one thing that actually really propelled me forward knowing it was observational drawing actually. And I got a lot of that in my art teaching degree that I, uh, that I uh, studied for because we got that like for, for, for like 10 hours a week. And that started out with like, oh, here is a cardboard box, draw it as correctly as possible. And then you need to start looking at how things are for real, like not what you think you see, because that is what most people uh, start with. Mm -hmm. They draw what they think they see. They don't draw what you really see. And that is a, click in your mind that you need to make and once you have that one you can basically start drawing everything else it's just a matter of really observing and learning at that point and you can make it your own and that is so, what really helped me in the long run so what got you what started rather the movement behind twin dragons how did you come up with the concept that is actually a pretty funny story. Well, it's also a very short story because at some point uh, I just, I have this uh, artist called Rue Dragon on uh, Fur Affinity. Uh, he's called Facian on DeviantArt. And he has uh, a cute pink dragon character, uh, even back then already. And I remember saying like, hey, I want to make a character like this just for fun. And from that, the first concept of Kai came to be. At that point, he looked completely different. But the seed in my mind was planted. And eventually, Kai turned into uh, an original character, not just a kind of a copy at that point. Because uh, when I did the first concept, he looked a lot like the, the, the body type and the head was the same as uh, as Rue from Rue Dragon. And that evolved into its own character. And now you would look at Kai and say, like, that does not look like Rue Dragon at all. So did you start with the characters of Kai and then Kaya and go from there? 
And when did you start building this world? Uh, that was a long process, actually. Uh, I remember in the second year when I was in my art teaching degree, uh, that's when I came up with Kai. And every time that I went to school and back and on the train and whenever I had some downtime, I would be thinking about uh, what could I do with this character? And Kaya wasn't even a thing at that point. She came in a lot later. Uh, and the first concept of the, the world and the story behind Twin Dragons was completely different as well. It started out with Kai being born from an egg, being the only dragon. Uh, there was no concept of hybrids at that point. He was the only one of his kind. And for some reason, I thought it would be good to put uh, the story in, uh, in Hawaii. And that his father that found the egg uh, well, had, had like a beach cafe uh, where Kai was being a bit of a waiter and stuff. It was a completely different concept and it kind of just evolved further and further. Kaya came to be at some point, uh, actually because of a reader question, because I started an Ask Kai series uh, back on Tumblr uh, when, when Ask series were pretty popular. So at that point I was like, hey, why not? Let's see what we can get. And at some point, they asked to gender bend Kai. So then I made the first design of Kaya, and it proved popular. I kept it around as a twin, and bam, we had twins. And then a bit later, the concept of twin dragons started to finalize in the way that it now is. You mentioned how the story and the world evolved. What made you settle with okay, I'm going to talk about hybrids. I'm going to talk about a lot of tough themes in the comics through the eyes of these, you know, young 14-year-old kids. What made you arrive at those themes and how did you create the world at the end? Funny thing that you ask about themes because I don't really decide on themes at all. I kind of go with what would I want to read? And I am very interested in slice of life comics and I kind of want to do that kind of thing with Kai and Kaya. And I started out with, yeah, what if there are others like them? And then the whole idea of, yeah, there's a city with hybrids. How many would there be? I decided on the fact that one in thousand would be born uh, at that point. Uh, and, and that they would congregate together into uh cities all over the world one of them the biggest one being hybrid city and they move there and from there they will just uh make other friends and they will have challenges uh but like regular challenges nothing like oh the world is in danger or something like that but more like yeah what we see in the comic like kaya trying to make a friend out of someone who doesn't really want to be a friend at that point and then we then cleo came to be uh that neighbor benji uh he i came up with him pretty randomly before i actually started the comic i was just doodling designs and suddenly i had a great design and i called him benji and thought like what can i do with this and he turned he turned to their upstairs neighbor. So I don't really look for themes to tell about, but 
they, they kind of just sort of happen. So how would you describe your creative process? It seems like a lot of what you do is drawn on curiosity or just an instinct that you have rather than some, you know, grand plan or vision. Do you mind talking about how you take these little threads that you find interesting and develop them into full characters and stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I usually get inspired from many different sources. Uh, I, I can just hear something uh, on TV or, or see something in a story that I'm reading about, or maybe something uh, someone tells me. And I think like, hmm, this could actually turn into something bigger. I just write it down and I just let it be for a while. And if it is something worthwhile, and this is something that I uh, usually tell to people, like my characters, they kind of are alive in my head and they tell me what I need to know. I don't sit down and think like, okay, how is this going to go? No, I just go do something that uh, like, for example, do some exercise or uh, go take a shower or something like that. And the ideas will come as I need them. And then I just sit down and write them down. It's a hard thing to explain. I don't really force them out. It's like, yeah, my characters will let me know how they will go about these kind of things. Do you have any tricks to not keep the story feeling stale? You've been doing this comic since 2018. I'm sure that it it can be easy to fall into traps where a reader might find something repetitive, but you've been able to introduce new interesting storylines and new characters throughout. Do you have any tips or tricks for for that? Or is it just a part of this curiosity and process that you've developed over the years? I think it's partly because of the the curiosity and the process that I developed. But what I would say helps me tremendously is that I have consumed a lot of material over the years. I have read a whole bunch of manga. I've seen a whole lot of movies, both good and bad. Uh, I'm the kind of person that can look at a really bad movie and still enjoy himself because I'm picking apart the story. And those kind of things, they stick with me. And at some point, I tend to use them in some form or another. But also change them around, combine things. And yeah, generally, uh, how to make it... A, a lot of rewriting also comes into play. Uh, I also, uh, when I write a chapter, it's like the first draft, and then I go back in and shorten things up, cut things out that uh, might not really matter at that point, add things that I forgot about that are that, that I need to explain, and then really make sure that it like flows very well. And what inspired you to launch your spin-off comic, Gamer Dragons? You obviously have a lot to do with Twin Dragons, and it's going well as a comic. What made you want to take these characters and create a gamer-inspired world behind them? Well, the idea was already there because I like a lot of uh, game-related webcomics. Uh, one of them that I like, for example, is Awkward Zombie. Uh, they are pretty well known. Uh, Control Alt Delete uh, was one of the first webcomics that I actually read uh, 
because it was relevant to my interest at the time. I was a, I was a teenager at the time and uh, me and my brother both were very much into gaming. So uh, it, it kind of was a normal thing to go towards gaming related webcomics. And yeah, at that point, when I wanted to start the comic, because I started those almost simultaneously, uh, the idea was that I just wanted to do that for fun, kind of put them into uh, game-related situations. But at that point, I also took advantage of something uh, that they passed around at school. I took some uh, lessons from a business coach at that point because I knew I wanted to be serious about this with the comics. And when I told them about my interest for this, they were all like, oh, this is a great idea. You should totally do that. Then you have two comics, one for that audience, one for that audience. And uh, it, it, it doubles your reach and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I wanted to do this anyway, so I'm going to do it. Uh, it turned out that I could not really keep it going when I had to go and take a job. Uh, because here in Belgium, we have this system like you get paid money if you don't have a job so that you can live. But then they want you to actively go job searching. So at some point I stumbled into a job because at that point I wasn't being self-employed as a comic artist yet because I wasn't making any money yet. So I couldn't really do that. Uh, so that's why the, the Gamer Dragon comic is uh, lagging behind a bit. I do have plans on picking it back up, but yeah, at the moment, still going a little bit with, uh, what, with what my mental health issues from the last year and a half and trying to get back in the, in the zone, so to say, in the groove. But yeah, I do have plans on picking it back up. Well, we're excited when that does happen. But on top of that, you've also... Uh, gone off after another uh, project called Jesse's Adventure. And the interesting thing about this comic is you allowed the readers in the comments to start to shape the story. What inspired you to go and create this story? It was kind of an experiment at that point, And it was inspired by another comic that did this exact thing called Prequel Adventures. It's a comic about a Khajiit from, from Skyrim that gets into all kinds of uh, unfortunate events. Let's call them that. So she kind of fails pretty much everything she does. And that was kind of uh, driven by what the readers were commenting as well. And I was like, yeah, what's, I, I kind of want to try and do this myself. And so I just started it and decided to put it up on top webcomics uh, as a voting incentive so that I could get uh, in a good place on the top webcomic site as well. So how do you manage juggling these three projects? Obviously, Twin Dragons is a thing that has been updated the most, but is it something that you kind of rotate between? Do you keep Twin Dragons front of mind? And do you want to progress all of these as aggressively as you progressed Twin Dragons? Uh, well, Twin Dragons is obviously my main comic. And 
I take pride in the fact that I have been updating this for like seven years on Mondays every week. So I want to keep doing that one uh, for sure. Uh, it, it is the main comic. So it is the most important and everything else will have to wait if it means that I need the time for updating the Twin Dragons comic. Uh, and ideally, I would like to uh, to get onto the same kind of schedule with other projects as well, uh, because I am the kind of person that has a lot of ideas and people that are frequently uh, people that are frequenting my uh, Sunday stream uh, they will know but I have like uh, six or seven other stories that have nothing to do with twin dragons at this point uh, just sitting in my idea folder and I work on those uh, from time to time as well I design characters for those because I need to. I'm the kind of person that needs to switch between projects a little bit to keep it fresh. So yeah, eventually I would like to really go into those projects as well. So another interesting thing that you do is you post on Webtoon. You also post on your own websites, and the format looks different based on the two, uh, the two places that you post. Obviously, Webtoon is more vertical, you're reading on a phone, um, and your websites uh, are, are made for a sort of desktop first. But do you change your process at all for producing comics on each different platform? Or is it fairly easy for you to take something that you do for Webtoon and then put it over to your website? I don't change my production around at all for the Webtoons episodes. I kind of al already worked in a way that allowed me to change things on different layers. Uh, so by doing it like that from the start, it was actually very easy to uh, move the panels over into a vertical format because I have all these layers and I can just cut those out. And it's, it's actually a very easy process. It takes about five or 10 minutes per episode. Oh, that's not bad at all. And do you see any differences in your audience between Webtoon readers and people who come to your website? I don't see differences in the individuals that join up because I'm sometimes I just hear people like, hey, I joined you, your Discord and I came from the main website or hey, I joined Discord and I came from Webtoons. And before they tell me that, I have no idea. Uh, in terms of how many people there are. Uh, Webtoons, I think, has the most subscriber counts. I do see that Webtoons has a very high number of subscribers. I have 22,000 subscribers there. So, And on my main website, uh, my Google Analytics, for as far as that is correct, uh, tells me that 6,000 people every week uh, read the, the, the webcomic there. So in terms of analytics, I don't know if there is a big difference. Let's talk about your fans. You have done a lot to give your fans something beyond the comic. I mean, you're on Picarto, you use Discord, you use Patreon. So let's start behind why. What, what makes you so focused on providing these extra experiences for your fans beyond being able to just read these comics on your site or on Webtoons? Uh. 
Well, I think it is from 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 the point of view that you want to be a serious uh, artist online and want to make it your uh, your to make a living doing this. Uh, I've read up a lot about this as well, uh, and it turns out that being seen is the most important part at the moment, because it used to be that you wanted everyone to come towards one point, which was your website, because it used to be that the income for webcomic artists was mostly from advertisement. But advertisement income years ago started plummeting because everyone was doing it. So the, 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 man, the, the, uh, the supply was way higher than the demand. So yeah, the, the, the income plummeted and it was not a good time at that point for many online creators. But then Patreon and others came along and it started being like, hey, we want to get as many people onto those platforms, but for that we need to be seen. So the general concept at that point was like, we want to be seen at as many places as possible. And for my personal view of how I wanted to uh, do this for uh, as, as a community, as a whole, that worked out very well because I just wanted to be uh, to be seen by as many people as possible so that everyone had the chance to read the comic. So the interests, both uh, from my point of view of how I wanted to do this for the community, as well as business-wise, they overlapped very nicely. So that is why I embrace this kind of uh, model and try to be in as many places as I can possibly be. So your Patreon is fairly successful um, and you have a wide variety of tiers and your your uh, sort of largest tier allows for a character a person to have a cameo in your comic. What do you think has led to your Patreon being so successful? What have your fans enjoyed about it? Uh, I think part of the success comes from the fact that I interact with the community a lot. Uh, from day one, I started uh, really interacting in the comment section, uh, talking to people and being very accessible as an artist uh, to, 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 to the readers. Uh, and that is kind of a thing why people, I, I think they trust me uh, to keep delivering the comic. And that is why they want to really support the work so that I can do that. And that is, in my opinion, trust is a very important part in this kind of uh, situation. Because if you have no idea about the person behind the work, uh, or uh, they are not being consistent or they don't deliver uh, all the time or their work is all over the place it's hard to say like i'm going to put monthly money towards these uh, these people to support their work even if you like it because it's kind of it's always a bit of a risk there uh, and being very open and transparent and also very authentic towards your community helps out a lot with these kind of engagements.
And which tier of yours is the most popular? What do people like from the from the different Patreon tiers? Um, out of the top of my head, uh, because uh, I, I don't look at which one is most popular usually, uh, but I think the $5 tier has the most people in it. But if we're going by uh, how big of a leap the $25 tier is for the cameos, I would say that one is extremely popular for being such a high tier. <laughs> people seem to like the cameos and people stay quite a long time in there as well. So I'm very grateful for that because uh, it's, it, it, it gives me a large chunk of uh, my, my monthly income there. So it's, it literally allows me to do what I can do. So I'm very grateful for that. Even if it's hard to keep up with uh, the, the rewards sometimes. Special shout out to your fans who keep supporting you because I know it's very, very meaningful to help you do what you do. You also are very active on Discord. What made you create a Discord? Why was that so important to you? Uh, well, Discord is something that is uh, relatively new. And when they implemented the whole server thing, uh, that kind of looked like a very good idea. But the idea actually did not come from me, but from the community themselves. There were a couple of people that were already uh, pretty engaged with me uh, that that got that uh, reached out to me when I got a Discord. Uh, we became friends, and some of them were like, "Hey, we should start uh, a server." And I started the server first, and then after a couple of months, uh, some people started to like take over for me like they got admin roles they 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 uh built out a server for me because uh i well they knew that i was busy with uh, the comic work and with commissions and stuff so they wanted to help me out with that and they are still around uh as mods and admins and yeah they it it, it kind of is a community effort at this point it started out with me making the server, but it grew out of my hands. Let's let's say it like that. Uh, I still am the server owner, but it's very much a community effort, that server. Your Discord community is very, very active. Why do you think it's such a successful community? Does it go back to what you said about the fact that it's owned and moderated by the community as well? I think that is also part of it. Uh, people can actually suggest things uh, for like new channels and, and, and stuff like that. And we will look over that. And it, it, it is a very fluent process as well. It's not like, oh, I have to report to the Dragon Overlord. To, we have to ask Robin for this. Uh, I trust the admins that are in place right now. And if something looks like a good idea, they kind of implement it pretty quickly and they will inform me and usually that is a very good idea and i'm all on board with it so it's really good that uh, i have this these 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 people that really do this for me because if i had to be the full-on manager for the server as well 
things would be a lot slower because I am very busy during the day usually. <laughs> so between everything you do, what is the most helpful in making you make money off of your webcomic? Uh, the most helpful would be at the moment still the, the, the Patreon. The Patreon is the biggest chunk of my income at the moment. Uh, and next to that, I do commission work. Uh, and those are actually the two things that are mainly bringing in the income right now. Uh, and well, the most helpful thing for that would be the Twin Dragons comic, actually. <laughs> It all comes back to the comic. I, I, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit on the future of the industry. What do you think the future holds for comics and webcomics? Hmm, that is uh, a very deep question, of course, because we, we cannot really know where things are going. But for now, uh, it seems that webcomics are becoming more and more embraced by also bigger named creators that try to actually do this because th there have been some big players coming on on the on the market in, in the last 10 years uh, i'm thinking webtoons for example that actively is paying creators uh, they're actually actively paying me as well because i'm in the creator partnership uh, program that they have. I don't know exactly how it is called anymore, because but I joined in immediately uh, when that came out and that is still going strong. Uh, but that is something that really gives people uh, a chance to start earning even just a little bit from the get-go. Uh, something that was not there before Webtoons made it a thing. Uh, the Pastic as kind of a same deal going on with uh, advertisement revenue and Patreon was a very big uh, change in the industry as well. So with these three players, it kind of became a, a viable thing to be, to, to, to be a webcomic artist, artist uh, again. And I think Kickstarter is also a very big influence. I think we are we are already seeing a lot of comics coming out on Kickstarter. And that is, I think it's only going to grow in the future. And what about your future? What do you hope to do more of? I would like to continue growing Twin Dragons uh, as it is growing right now. One thing that I'm going to start with this year is uh, side comics, side stories uh, about the universe, because it is it is clear that I created a world around these characters right now, a world that a lot of people are interested in. Uh, it's not just Kai and Kaya and their friends anymore. It is like, how does the world change when hybrids are starting to be to be born everywhere? And I have a lot of characters created that have not been introduced into the comics uh, yet. And it would be very interesting to see where they are going. Now, in terms of advice, what advice would you give to a comic creator that's just getting started and wants to make a living off of comics? Uh, the biggest advice would be to just start, actually. A lot of uh, creators uh, seem to hold off starting because of some reason. 
like uh, they don't feel like they're good enough yet or they think their story is not good or they feel like they uh, need to do some more world building first or they feel like uh, the imposter syndrome is kind of also a thing like I'm not an artist or anything like that someone else should do this uh, yeah the most important thing is actually to just get started your first comic will most likely not be good I it's unfortunate that this is a podcast because I tend to show my first ever comic page to people when I give this kind of advice and it was horrible like my, my first web, my first comic page was drawn by hand uh, th there are stick figures that look better than what I did at there and, and it's just overall a horrible page horrible art I was just starting out but I like to show it off I kept it around for the sake of saying look this is where I started and I kept making comic pages after that. And we are now at what I do with Twin Dragons. It's kind of just, it's, it's, it's a marathon. So we got a ton of questions from your fans. So we're going to go through a few. The first is from Jenko uh, Goaston. And they asked, do you sometimes try to think like your characters when you're lost in a specific topic? I just keep the situation in mind and eventually my characters will uh, act it out in my mind. Like it's hard to explain. It's like they show me what I need to know. It just comes up. I don't try to force it out. It just is a natural flow of events that just happen in my mind. And eventually it will fix the problem. Our next question comes from Husky Cookie. What motivates you to tell and share stories? I think my motivation with that mainly comes from the fact that I really want to tell the stories that I have in my mind. Uh, from, from when I was a kid, I think everyone did this at some point. Like we, uh, if, 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 if I watched a movie or had another story that I uh, read or a comic that I read, I would keep fantasizing about it and see like, how would I have done this? Uh, how would I have done this differently? What would be cool? And that just kept on going and going. And I have all these ideas and I just want to share it with the world. And that is what motivates me the most actually just putting out these stories that I would love to see be a reality, but that no one has done yet. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why I'm putting them out in the world. Well, we're obviously very grateful that you're doing it. And finally, from Lord Tylus, are there situations where you regret certain design choices? It can be character design, world design, etc., but you cannot change them. Regret is a big word. Uh, I never really regret uh, the things that I've done in terms of design or choices. Uh, but I do later see like, okay, I could have done this in a better way uh, because now I have to work around this. But at the same time, those kind of uh, things also help the creative process. 
oftentimes the best uh, art comes from limitations. If you limit yourself, you have to be creative uh, to go around those limits or to embrace the limits and actually do something with it. So in a sense, I never really regret my decisions. Uh, I just think of how I will work best with them. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure your fans are incredibly happy to get some answers. Are you ready to close things out with the rapid fire round? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Which fictional character best describes your personality? Nizuma Eiji from the Bakuman series. Not because I think I'm such a genius, but because of his workflow kind of resembles how I do it. Just on the fly, music blasting and just go for it. <laughs> Which three webtoons would you take with you on a desert island? Lechki Kingdom and Awkward Zombie. Uh, Love Hina. If you could pick any manga, webtoon, or comic creator to have dinner with, who would it be? Uh, Akamatsu Ken, the author of uh, the Love Hina manga, because he was my biggest inspiration. Actually, it was the one that got me into drawing. What's your favorite scene from any webtoon that pops into your mind and why? A scene that I found really, really powerful uh, comes from the, the, the One Piece manga. Uh, the point where at in the Ennius lobby arc, they all come together to rescue Robin, who was kidnapped at that point. And that scene uh, was really, really powerful and really sticks around even many years after I first saw that one. And final question, if you could have dinner with any fictional character, who would it be? Good question. <laughs> one that comes to mind is uh, Luffy, but uh, from One Piece, he's a very interesting character but he would that, that that would that would ruin me if i have to pay for that dinner so. <laughs> <laughs> well robin thank you so much for taking some time listener please check out twin dragons or go to twindragonscomic.com you can find your way over to the patreon from there and please read as much of robin's work as you can robin thanks for taking the time thanks for having me thank you for joining us today if you have any feedback or want to be featured as our next guest, please write to us at pixelsandpanelspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, or give us a five-star rating. See you all next week.